0: You're listening to Rerouted, a podcast about the adventures we take and the unexpected detours that come along the way. Because, you know, I mean, I don't know. What if I was like an American spy or something? There's James Bond stuff that happens at border crossings, I'm sure, that I have nothing to do with. I've seen some things in China that are pretty wild. Flying out of San Francisco until you get to your hotel in mainland China, you're looking at somewhere between an 18- and 24-hour trip. And you're fried because you've been on a 13- to 15-hour flight. You're dehydrated. You've been on planes and trains. You've been in cars. You know, the the day could be somewhere between a 24-hour and 30-hour day. You can be more anxious because you're more tired and you can't concentrate and you can't think straight to a certain extent other than the adrenaline. So it makes it possible you're, you're going on adrenaline and then you sleep eight hours and you go to work and, and you're on adrenaline the whole time. Um, so there's that excitement and it's and there's a lot of excitement. Maybe the word is fear or anxiety from the unknown where you're not expecting it. And then and you're definitely not expecting that version of it in China. One day I had, I was in uh, Shanghai, actually Wenzhou, which is a suburb of Shanghai. It's about an hour train ride away. And I was having one of the best lunches I'd ever had in China, which is saying something because the food is pretty um, sketchy from place to place. And lunch just tasted good. And as we walked out of the lunch place, it was a side street off of a four lane, on each side, each direction, main like highway. So in China, um, the boulevards are extremely wide um, and it's not a freeway, it's just four lanes of a, a main street through town. And across the highway, it were some high rise buildings and people by the gobs, like hundreds of people were um, running into the highway. I mean, people were coming, the mob wasn't just from my block, it was from, blocks away people were like congregating under this building which is unheard of in China because it's dangerous in China there's no pedestrian rights if you get hit by a car you were stupid for standing in front of a car so to see hundreds of people in the road and then they're all looking up at this high-rise there were a lot of these younger semi uniform kind of like guard type trying to get the mob that was moving into the streets to go back and nobody was even paying attention to them. Like, it was just everybody wanted to look up and see what was happening up at the top of the building. Well, the three people I was with, somebody said in English and then it morphed into Chinese, get the American out of here, out of here, out of here. They wanted to walk me the opposite direction of everyone else and get me out of there, even though they were looking up to see what was going on. So I turned around to look up what was going on because I was like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to miss something. I'm traveling, right? Like what if I get to see something? Well, it was some guy that wanted to jump off the building. So for myself, watching someone jump off a building. I mean, did you see it happen? Yeah. Okay. So Mm -hmm. watching someone fall off a building, is technically a trauma. You're watching someone kill themselves. So I wasn't expecting a non-voluntary, you know, I mean, the way it worked for me was is I would be in the middle of my day sitting at my desk and the first week after it happened, it was like every hour or every 10 minutes even sometimes where this picture of that event would intercede itself into what I was doing. I, w- I wasn't trying to think about it. I wasn't dwelling on it. I'd try to forget about it. It went on for on and off for I don't know about a month and then I had a friend who's um, this older guy that is a psychologist that works with um, war vets and so I, I pulled him aside and I said you know I'll pay you if you want me to pay you for this consult but I have a question. This is what happened and this is what's happening to me and it's not for me. It was more annoying. So I wasn't. I mean, I guess these guys with PTSD will wake up in the middle of the night screaming, and they have major life disturbance because of it. For me, it was more like I don't want to be driving down the freeway and then have this little mini flashback happen unannounced. And he said, "Oh, it'll, it'll, it'll go away. Um, it's not. It's the type of thing that doesn't last for forever and ever." And It didn't go away until I kind of dealt with it. So this is kind of what happened. Because it was just this picture of this guy dying that really was out of my control. I just happened to be in the place at that time, maybe in the wrong place at the wrong time. The thing in my head started getting absurd. Oh, it's happening again. I'm I'm visualizing this in my head for the 9,000th time. And I don't want to dwell on it. And I'm also not really having an emotional reaction that I can feel to it. It's not like I'm going through it again. It's like the more you try not to think about something, the more you're going to think about it. Kind of. But even if I found a real distraction, like someone walks up to me with, Scott, what do I do with this at the lab? You know, and then now I'm on another topic and thinking about something else. And then all of a sudden that thing pops into my head. And it's like, this is getting. Absurd! it's stupid so um what i did was um i actually realized that i was trying not to think about it in the sense that i wasn't like reflecting on it meditating on it writing about it doing whatever you do to deal with experiences so um what happened was somebody walked up to me with a tray at the lab that was you know some disaster quote unquote where it was three weeks old and it had broken the lenses had broken again or it didn't pass inspection again i remember that job and then i imagined the guy jumping off the building mm. and i'm like this tray is absurd and that memory is absurd and so then what would happen is every time like not really six it wasn't meant to be a sixth sense of humor thing but it was like okay if i'm gonna have these involuntary memories I'm gonna just force them. I'm gonna embrace them. Because why have them come up when I'm not planning it? I'm gonna just plan it. So my thing was every time something in the lab went wrong, which is every day, there's something every day, two or three things a day are gonna go terribly wrong out of the 300 things that we do. And that's the work we do. So those two or three things would come and I would instantly go, oh, just a minute. And I would think about the guy jumping off the building as kind of like the sarcastic, you know, um, and, and actually there's, there's one kind of healing part of that in that when you're in a job where something goes wrong every day and there's drama either in your staff or from your customer, when you put it in the context of someone jumping off a building, it suddenly becomes really a lot less important. And so, so what if the glasses didn't pass inspection for three weeks? There, nobody has died. And so it just puts it in context of no matter how horrible this thing that happened was, that nobody intended to happen, it could have been so much more horrible. Like the ceiling could have fallen in and we all could have died, right? So um, it just put maybe overly dramatized badness in my everyday life into perspective. And once I started doing that within a day or two, it just disappeared. It was like, I just had to... I don't know if I had to put it in perspective or just face it by choice, Mm -hmm. but there was something disturbing enough about watching someone die that it stuck with me. And there was something about me facing that reality and then even using that reality for context of what I do all day that made it go away after like a month. It was weird. I'm kind of a disciplined person in that sense. So if I decide that I'm going to, force myself to think about something when something comes up I do it and so every time someone would bring me the insurmountable problem that just won't go away I would think about the guy jumping off the building and then roll my eyes you know and then how did that just dis- disappear though it just did it's uh, you're gonna have to ask Sigmund Freud that like for whatever reason my psyche decided that it was gonna obsess over watching this guy jump off a building and then my conscious effort or my, um, my cognizant, um, my, my ability to, to be cognizant of what I was thinking and take control of it or choose to confront it had the effect of making it, making my subconscious or whatever, uh, psychobabble, hoo-ha it was. I don't, I don't really understand the dynamic of why it was happening or anything, but the idea of facing it or dealing with it or even using it for for kind of, not sick humor, but humor that made otherwise overly dramatic stuff in context made it go away. Yeah. No, I'm How crazy. weird is that? Thanks for listening to the first episode of Rerouted. More episodes to come in the future. Big thanks to Scott for sharing his story with me, and to Poddington Bear for all the music. In the meantime, if you have any travel stories that have rerouted your brain, let me know. Send them on over. reroutedpod at gmail.com Thanks, and happy listening.